بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد so we continue with reading into the chapter الدعاء إلى شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله chapter calling to the testimony of لا إله إلا الله so we began reading into this chapter and the first, as a, as by way of recap, the very first evidence that the Imam he brought was the ayah from Surah Yusuf, the saying of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, "Qul hadhi sabili, adu'u ila Allah, ala basira, ana wa man ittaba'ani, wa subhanallah wa ma ana min al-mushrikin." That's the saying of Allah the Most High. Say, O Muhammad, that this is my way. That I invite to Allah with basira, yani with certain knowledge and insight. Ana wa man ittaba'ani, I and whosoever follows me. Wa subhanallah, wa ma ana min al-mushrikeen. And glorified and exalted is Allah, and I am not from those who associate partners with Allah. I'm not from the mushrikeen. That was the first verse that we covered. And then that was followed by the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, wherein he mentioned that the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, that he sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen. And he laid out for him the manhaj or the methodology and way in how he should give da'wah, and yani how he should proceed to call them to al-Islam. And so he said, min ahl al-kitab. He said, you will, you will come upon a people from the people of the book. So let the first thing that you call them to be the testimony, the shahada of la ilaha illallah, that there is nothing worthy of worship in truth except for Allah and that na'am uh, and as is coming a word in that they single out Allah that they single out Allah alone with worship na'am and that if they obey you in that then inform them that Allah has ob obligated upon them five daily prayers in every day and five daily prayers in every day and night and if they obey you in that then inform them that he is likewise obligated upon them the zakat the obligatory charity that is taken from their rich and returned given to their poor and that if they obey you in that, beware of taking from the best of their wealth, the best of their properties, and to fear the supplication of the oppressed. For there is no hijab, no veil or barrier between his dua, his supplication, and between Allah subhanahu. And that hadith was recorded by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. And that is where we ended in the previous session. And so we continue from 
this point. And so the Imam, he continues and he says, وَلَهُمَا عَنْ سَهَلْ إِبْنِ سَعْدْ Now, so from, from them both, meaning from, who, who does he mean when he says from them both? And from them both, from Sahal ibn Sa'd. So in Arabic, this is what the Imam, he said, Walahuma, and for them, or, or from them, would be better. No. Bukhari Muslim, Walahuma, yani fi sahihihima, or fi sahihihima, and from them both, meaning, Al-Bukhari a Muslim. Because the previous hadith was recorded by them. And so here he means from them both. What he means by that is Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. Both of them from Sahal ibn Sa'ad. From the companion. From this companion this time. In the previous hadith from Abdullah ibn Abbas. This hadith they were both recorded from Sahal ibn Sa'ad. That the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said on the day of Khaybar. Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal yawm Khaybar. لَأُعْطِيَنَّ الرَّايَ غَدًا رَجُلًا يُحِبُّ اللَّهُ يُحِبُّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ I shall indeed give the flag in the flag of war tomorrow to a, to a man who loves Allah and his messenger and who is loved by Allah and his messenger Now. Allah shall grant victory under his leadership. Now, and the hadith continues. So the people spent the, the night discussing amongst themselves as to whom might the flag be given to and who will receive the flag. Who the messenger of Allah some would give the flag to? They spent their night discussing this amongst themselves. Now, فلما أصبحوا غدوا على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كلهم يرجو أن يعطاها. So when they woke up in the morning, they went to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. All of them, hoping that the flag would be given to him. Naam. Faqal. And so he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Aina Ali ibn Talib. Ali ibn Abi Talib. He said, Where is Ali, the son of Abu Talib? Naam. Faqil. Huwa yishtaki. Aynay. So we said to him that he is suffering from an ailment in his eyes. Naam. فَأَرْسَلُوا إِلَيْهِ نعم فَأُتِيَ بِهِ فَبَسَقَ فِي عَيْنَيْهِ وَدَعَى لَهُ So he was sent for and brought to him, brought to the Messenger of Allah And so he spat in his eyes and he made dua for him, he supplicated for him. فَبَرَأَ كَأَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ بِهِ And so he was cured from that. 
um, as though he had no previous pain, no, as though he had no ailment at all in his eyes. And so he gave him the flag. And he said, He then said to him, He said, Advance with ease until you arrive in their midst. Then call them to Al Islam and inform them of their duties. And inform them of their duties towards Allah in it, meaning in Islam. By Allah, that Allah guides by way of you. A single man is better for you than the red camel. Naam. And so this is the hadith that we have come to, the hadith of Sahal ibn Sa'ad. And with this, we look at the brief words of, of Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz. Um, and before we do that, uh, this hadith at the beginning there is a mention of when this took place. When this took place, yeah, the event uh, in which this hadith or this statement of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, occurred. What was that event? <coughs> Khaybar. Naam, Khaybar. Uh, anyone know which year that was? Which year? Seventh year after the Hijrah, Satnam. In the seventh year after the Hijrah, so that was, it followed after the Sulah of Hudaybiyah. It followed after, very shortly after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. And that agreement that was made between the Messenger of Allah and the Quraysh to put off fighting. And before that, before that, uh, was the Ghazwa of Al-Hazab in the fifth year. And the reason why we mention that is because when it comes to Khaybar, then Khaybar is a city north of Medina. North of Medina, around 80 miles north of Al-Medina. And it was يعني, home to the Yehud home to the Jews of Khaybar. And from, the, from them, those who were exiled, those who were exiled to there, to Khaybar, from the Yehud of Medina. Banu Nadir. Banu Nadir. They were exiled from Medina, and they went to Khaybar. Naam. And so the Jews of Khaybar, they were responsible for, for the coming together of the Ahzab, of the different tribes which came together during that, that event in the fifth year, 
Ghazwatul Ahzab in the fifth year when all the tribes came together and came to Medina. And it is also known with another name, Ghazwatul Ahzab. Does anyone know the, 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 the other name that it has? Al Khandaq. Now, because when the, when the tribes they came, the Muslimin they built a trench around Medina. So it is also known as Ghazwatul Ahzab. Those Ahzab coming together was as a result of the Yahud of Khaybar plotting against the Muslims. And so they were instrumental in bringing together and causing those Ahzab to attack the Muslims. And so after the Sulh of Hudaybiyah, now there was peace reached with, with, between the Muslims and the Mushrikeen of Quraysh. Then the attention of the Messenger of Allah now turned to Khaybar because of the consistent treachery of the Yahud towards the Muslims. Now, so this was in the seventh year. And as we mentioned, Khaybar is around 80 miles north of Medina. And it is still, to, to this day, it is still called Khaybar. To this day. And it is, or it was a, uh, a, a town uh, known for fortresses, Husun. The Jews, they built Husun. Uh, fortresses. And it was also known for Mazari farms and so on. Because it, it was a land of agriculture. Now, um, so after the Sulh of Hudaybah, the Messenger of Allah, he turned his attention to Khaybar. And when they came to Khaybar, Abu Bakr Siddiq, he was the first one who was given the raya. He was given the flag to go and lead the army. So he was given the flag and he went, but victory did not come by way of him. And so he returned. Then it was given to man, Umar. Then it was given to Umar. And likewise, he, was, he wasn't able to to penetrate the fortress because the, the Yehud had these fortresses that they, 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 the, the fortresses that they had they took them as yani, their, their uh, protection or their, their, yani, they um, confined themselves uh, behind these uh, fortresses eight fortresses eight fortresses yani each, each of them so from them um and as we're going to see uh, after, and from this hadith, that after Abu Bakr attempted and Umar attempted, then the Messenger of Allah made this statement. He then made this statement. Indeed, I shall give the flag tomorrow to a man whom, by way of Allah, will bring victory. Naam. And when he Proceeded. That's when there uh, ensued a, a severe battle, and by way of Ali, they were able to um, breach the first fortress. They were able to breach the first fortress, and the, and their 
the, the battle continued and yani, the attempt to uh, enter the fortresses that continued for a number of days. And thereafter they took the remaining fortresses. Naam. And yani, it is mentioned if you go back to the, to the books of Sirah, uh, then yani, um, it is mentioned that eventually the Jews, they surrendered. The Yehud, they surrendered. And from them, those who fled, leaving behind their women and children. Because the Yehud are Jubana. The Yehud are Jubana. They are cowardly. And as Allah Ta'ala, he mentions in the Quran that you find them uh, yani, a loving life. Yani, loving life. Which makes them, in turn, cowardly. Naam. And so, um, as Allah Ta'ala, he mentions in Surah Al-Hashr, وَظَنُّوا أَنَّهُمْ مَانِعَتُهُمْ حُصُولُهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ And they thought that their husun, their fortresses, would protect them from Allah. Naam. And then Allah Ta'ala, he mentions likewise in the same surah, Surah Al-Hashr. لَا يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ إِلَّا مِنْ مِنْ وَرَائِ مِنْ جُدُرْ نَعْمْ لَا يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ جَمِيعًا إِلَّا فِي قُرًا مُحَصَّنَةً أو مِنْ وَرَائِ جُدُرْ نعم أو مِنْ وَرَائِ جُدُرْ بَأْسُهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ شَدِيدٌ تَحْسَبُهُمْ جَمِيعًا وَقُلُوبُهُمْ شَتَّى Yani they, don't, they don't fight you all of them together. They don't fight you together. Except behind yani, fortified townships and fort behind fortresses. Or behind walls. Because they're cowardly. Now, it is mentioned that the Muslims, they were 6,000 and they were 10,000. The Muslims were 6,000 they were 10,000 Naam. And so this is something of background surrounding this uh, event as we saw in the beginning uh, that the messenger of Allah, of Allah he said, he said Yom Khaybar, the day of Khaybar. And so this is some background concerning Khaybar. Um, and so Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz, Rahimahullah, uh, we just read a few points from the Sheikh that he says that um, within this hadith, we see that the Sahaba, that they discussed amongst themselves um, and they were, were yani, they were eager, all of them, um, as to who would be given the flag. Now, and in this, no doubt, would show the fadl uh, and the ziyadat fadl because the sahaba all of them they have virtue and excellence but this indeed would show that extra excellence and virtue by the testimony of the messenger of Allah in that this is an individual who loves Allah and his messenger and Allah and his messenger love him 
a testimony from the Messenger of Allah. Naam. And so that is why Amr anhu he said on this day after the Messenger of Allah he made this statement he said he said, I never loved leadership. I never loved or sought after leadership except for this day. Now, concerning the statement of the Messenger of Allah, so some Sheikh, Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz, likewise, he said, the statement of the Messenger of Allah, by Allah that Allah guides by way of you a single man is better for you than the red camel the Sheikh he mentioned that in this is the an explanation of the great affair of da'wah calling to Allah that calling da'wah is more important than fighting a very important point here. In this is a display or showing of the great station of da'wah to Allah and that it is more important than fighting. Rather, it is, it is the intent behind fighting. Da'wah ila Allah. That is the whole intent behind fighting, to call people to, to Allah. And for that, the messengers were sent. Now, as for the Humrun Na'am, the red camel, then that, will, that is yani, a prized uh, camel, and a camel that was sought after a camel that was sought after by the Arabs. Naam. Just like we have, and the scholars, they make mention, and we're going to see as um, we work through the important benefits and matters that we take from this chapter, is that this statement of the Messenger of Allah, um, it is general and would apply even to matters that are deemed priceless to us in our times. So, for example, uh, Sheikh Ubaid, rahimahullah, he mentioned in his explanation of this kitab, uh, an, an exotic car. He actually mentioned this, a car, a car that is expensive. Other than this from yani, the, the worldly matters, that which is dear to the people and that which is yani, seen as something uh, yani, expensive and dear and priceless. Naam, and yani, that which is highly sought after. Concer and, so, and likewise, concerning this statement of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, by Allah, that Allah guides by way of you, a single man is better than the red camel. Then the Shaykh he mentions here, لا مانع من أن يعم الحديث حتى المسلم العاصي. He said, there's no, nothing preventing us from saying that this hadith comprises and includes also guiding the sinful Muslim. So it's not just 
guiding the non-Muslim to Islam, but it also includes guiding the sinful Muslim to obedience. And so this is why the scholars, they say, that it includes guiding a person from disbelief, kufr, and shirk to al-Islam. It includes guiding a person from misguidance to guidance, from innovation from bid'ah to sunnah. Naam, from ma'asiyah ila ta'ah. Guiding a person from sin to obedience. Naam. So all of this is dakhil fi umum. All of this is uh, included in the generality of the saying, لِأَنْ يَحْدِيَ اللَّهُ بِكَ رَجُلًا وَاحِدًا خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنْ حُمْرِ النَّعَمْ All of that is included in that statement of the Messenger of Allah Naam. Naam. So we move on to the, this is the uh, final uh, evidence that the Imam, he brought in this chapter. Here now we move on to the important matters that we take from this chapter. Now, the first is that calling to Allah is the way of those who follow him. This is the first matter that we take. Where, do, where, where did the Imam take this from? Where did the Imam take this matter from? That da'wah ilallah, calling to Allah, is the tariq, the way of mani taba'a rasulullah. Qul hadihi sabili, adu'u ilallah ana wa mani taba'ani. This is where he took that from. That this da'wah, calling to Allah, is the way of the followers of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second matter is a tanbih bring into attention the matter of sincerity ikhlas because many who although they may call to the truth yani they call to themselves whilst doing so they call to themselves so you have those who call to Islam but at the same time they call to themselves they call to themselves. And so, um, the important matter of al-ikhlas. And that is taken from ad'u ilallah. That I call to Allah. That I don't call to myself. I call to Allah. Naam. The third matter is anna al-basira min al-faraib. That acquiring basira, insight, Acquiring that insight, certain knowledge, and insight, understanding, that is from the fara'id. It is from the obligations. It is obligatory because we already stated and we have learned that da'wah upon every single one of us is obligatory within his capacity. Da'wah is obligatory upon every single one of us. And so after accepting Tawheed for ourselves, learning it, practicing it, then it is not sufficient for us to withhold it to ourselves, but then it becomes obligatory upon us to share that and to call others to it, beginning with those who are around us from family members and so on, 
neighbors and so on, and then يعني, everybody else in general. It is a matter that is obligatory. And so, as he said, ما لا يتم الواجب إلا به فهو واجب. That which, يعني, an obligation cannot be fulfilled except without, then that thing itself becomes obligatory. Just like a salah. You cannot complete the salah and the prayer except with tahara, making wudu. And because the prayer is obligatory, then wudu then becomes obligatory at the time of prayer. And so, because da'wah is obligatory, then it becomes obligatory upon us to acquire basira. It becomes obligatory upon us to acquire understanding in the religion of Allah. Naam. The fourth matter is that from the dalail, husnit tawheed, from the beauty of tawheed is that it frees Allah from any likeness. It frees Allah from any likeness. And that is taken from the same verse, the very first verse that the Imam he brought. قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِ أَدُعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَنِي فَسُبَحَانَ اللَّهِ سُبَحَانَ اللَّهِ وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ سُبَحَانَ اللَّهِ In this is tanzih. In this is uh, exalting Allah, uh, glorifying Allah, freeing him from deficiencies. Naam. So, this is from the beauty of Tawheed in that it, it frees Allah from likeness because those who associate partners with Allah, then they fall into likening Allah to His creation. Now, the fifth matter is that from the ugliness of shirk, from the ugliness of a shirk is that it, re it resembles Allah to his creation, the opposite of the previous matter. Naam. It resembles Allah to his creation. Naam. The sixth matter. And that is wahiyya min ahammiha the imam he mentions and it is from the most important matters of this chapter is ib'ad al-muslim anil mushrikeen لا يصير منهم ولو لم يشرك. And that is that the Muslim should distance himself. A very important point, Ikhwah. Try to understand this point here. A Muslim should distance himself from the mushrikeen, from the polytheists, so as to not become like them. Even if he himself does not commit shirk. Even if he himself does not commit shirk. And this is taken from وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And I am not from the polytheists. Here we bring a benefit from Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen al-Uthaymeen rahimahullah ta'ala wherein he said that here Ibrahim alayhi salam he didn't say وَمَا أَنَا مُشْرِكِ he didn't, he didn't say, وَمَا أَنَا مُشْرِكِ He didn't say, I'm not a polytheist. But rather, what did he say? وَمَا أَنَا 
من المشركين. He said, I am not from the mushrikeen. He didn't say, I am not a mushrik. He said, I am not from the mushrikeen. Sheikh Ibn Ibn Uthaymin, he said, he, he said here, he said, because if a person is amongst the mushrikeen, even if he's not a mushrik, then he is on his apparent, on, on, in, in that which is apparent, then he is from them. Even if a person doesn't commit shirk, but if he is with them, if he is with them and associates with them and, and he keeps company with them, then in his zahir, in that which is apparent, is that he's from them. So the Shaykh brings a nice benefit here and he says, وَلِهَذَا لَمَّا قَالَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلِّ الْمَلَائِكَةِ And that is why when Allah said to the malaika, He said, اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمْ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبَلِيسِ He said, تَوَجِّهَ لَهُ تَوَجِّهَ لِخِطَابِ لَهُ وَلَهُمْ Allah addressed the angels and Iblis. He addressed the angels and Iblis because he was with them. Naam. And so here is an important matter that we learn from this chapter. The importance of distancing oneself from the mushrikeen. Even if a person does not commit shirk himself. Naam. The seventh matter from 30 matters. <laughs> now, we work through them. Now, some, some beautiful benefits, my brothers. The seventh is the, the fact that Tawheed is the very first wajib. Come on, Tawheed, awwal wajib. The fact that believing and accepting Tawheed, that is the first Obligation that is clearly taken from where? Where did he take that from? The Imam. Which evidence? The hadith of Mu'ad ibn Jabal. When he sent Mu'ad ibn Jabal to Yemen and he said, Let the first thing, let the first thing that you call them to be, La ilaha illallah. Tawheed. Now, the eighth, the eighth matter is. That it is the first matter to begin with before everything else, even the prayer. Even the prayer. And we know from the seerah of the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, that the prayer was not obligated at the beginning. From the very beginning, it wasn't obligated. Until which year? Until which year? The prayer. Which year was that? Tenth. The tenth year. Showing to us that the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he focused his da'wah, the beginning, in calling to a tawheed. And the hadith is clear in this regard because the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he laid out a clear manhaj, a clear method that Mu'adh should abide by. And when he's calling the people, that he begins with this, even before the prayer. And how many, how many 
from the Muslims fail to see this? How many from the Muslims fail to see this? That they call to many aspects of the religion and they completely disregard the first pillar. Tawheed, Shahada. Many of them. Many of them, they write their books and they spend great efforts, exhaust great efforts in calling people to Al-Islam but they don't focus or give no attention at all, some of them. Some of them, they, they produce documentaries and series spending money spending all this time and effort and yani, in all of that and all of that money that is spent all of those series that have been produced but then within all of that no call to Tawheed no call to Tawheed but that Islam calls to to uh, good dealings Islam calls to charity. Islam calls to being good to their neighbors. Islam calls to the prayer, fasting, and so on. Yes, Islam calls to all of that. But as we see clearly in this hadith, none of that benefits a person if he doesn't come with a tawheed. Naam. And so a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he guides or he has guided us to understanding this matter and even now discussing this matter and teaching this matter and being able to hear this matter the, 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 that which many have been guided away from a tremendous blessing may Allah actualize that for us and make us from the people of Tawheed now the ninth matter The meaning of the testimony of La ilaha illallah and that it is to single out Allah with worship and the ma'na and you wahidullah ma'na shaharati and la ilaha illallah. That is what the Imam he said in Arabic. That the meaning of and you wahidullah that they single out Allah then that is the meaning of the shahada. Now because that, that, that is what has come in one of the wordings of this hadith. The tenth matter أن الإنسان قد يكون من أهل الكتاب وهو لا يعرفها أو يعرفها ولا يعمل بها. That is that a person can be from the people of the book. He could be Jew or Christian, and they have that first test, that first commandment with them to worship Allah alone and to not associate any partners with Him. So the Imam is saying here that. A person can be from them, yet he does not know its meaning. He doesn't know the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Or that he knows it, but he doesn't act upon it. Naam. And that is because, as we said, the Jews and the Christians, the prophets, the messengers that were sent to them, all of them, they called to Tawheed. So from them, those who know it. From them, those who know it, but don't act upon it from them those who do not know it. This is what the Imam is mentioning here. The 11th matter. And that is There is an emphasis to teach 
بالتدريج step by step again taken from the hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabal in that he laid out step by step what to call to so again an emphasis on that فَإِنْهُمْ أَطَعُوكَ لِذَلِكَ if they obey you in that then call them to the following point step by step نعم the twelfth matter is to begin with what's most important first, followed by al-aham. Al-bada'ah bil-aham fal-aham. Naam. So to begin with that which is most important, thereafter, the next thing which is the most important. Again, clearly taken from that hadith of uh, Mu'ad ibn Jabal. A tremendous hadith, my brothers. All of these benefits that we take from this hadith. Clearly shown to us. Tawheed, that is the first thing that we call to. And thereafter, the most important thing is as-salah. And then as-zakah and so on. Now, So again, another extremely important matter, benefit that we take from this chapter connected to, to what we said just shortly before in that many, many fail when giving da'wah to act upon this. Now, the uh, 13th matter and that is the the Masrif uh, al-Zakat we learn whom the Zakat is to be distributed to or we learn a category from those who Zakat is to be distributed to from that hadith that it is taken from the rich and returned to the poor and given to the poor. Now, the fourteenth matter is the uh, the learned one that he removes unclarity or any unclarity from the mutaallim, from the student, the one who is learning. And that is taken from again the same hadith, wherein the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said to Mu'adh. About the zakat, he said, "Tuqhad min agniyahim wa turad ala fuqaraihim." That it is taken from their rich and returned to their poor. And so, yeah, and he didn't just leave it as inform them of the zakat, uh, but he taught him who to take that zakat from, because just leaving it general, yeah, and he. Uh, could lead to the one who's, who who's just learned this matter but he is not able to distinguish or he doesn't know and he could have doubts with regards to who the zakat is to be taken from and who it, who it is to be given to now and likewise that which is similar to this uh, in the 15th point is the prohibition against taking from the best of people's possessions um, and again this removes any doubts from the learner so when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he told and informed Mu'adh concerning the zakat, uh, then he said not to take from the best of their possessions. Again, the teacher here is removing those doubts from the learner. In that, had he not taught him this, again, Mu'adh could have taken from that that he can take from anything from their wealth, from from any part of their wealth. But here. 
the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he taught him. He taught him and removed this doubt, even though he didn't come with this doubt himself. Now, the 16th point is to fear the supplication of the oppressed. Again, clear from the hadith that we took within this chapter. And fear the da'wah, the dua of the one who is mazloom, the one who is oppressed. Now, the 17th matter, that is, that from the adilat uh, tuhid oh, afwan, the 17th matter, I've skipped, I've skipped a matter here, the 17th is that the ikhbar bi'annaha la tuhjab. We have been informed that the dua of the mazloom, the supplication of the oppressed, there is no hijab, there is no barrier between it and between Allah. There is no barrier that is preventing it from being answered. The 18th is from the evidences of Tawheed, is that uh, which the leader of the messengers, Muhammad وسلم, and the best of those near to Allah, from the Sadat al Awliya, what they faced from difficulty, hunger, and epidemics. Here, the Imam is referring to that which took place during Khaybar. For whoever goes back to uh, the Seerah and reads concerning Khaybar, they were afflicted with severe hunger. The Messenger of Allah and the Sahaba, they were afflicted with severe hunger. And so from this, the scholars, they show how even the messengers and the best of the messengers and the Sahaba, the Sadat al-Awliya, that they are faced with difficulties. That Allah from his sunnah is that he puts to trial even the best of his servants. Now, as for uh, 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 epidemics and so on, then that is what took place in the time of Ali. So Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he comments on this saying that the hunger, the Imam was referring to that which took place at Khaybar, and the ep epidemic was that which took place in the time of Ali when he became the Khalifa. The 19th matter is his saying, I shall indeed give the flag. The Imam says that this is alam min alam This is a sign of prophethood, a sign from the signs of prophethood. In that, the victory took place. Within this hadith, the Messenger of Allah he gave basharatain. He gave two glad tidings, one that is general, one that is specific. In this hadith, he gave two glad tidings, or two pieces of good news. One that is general, one that is specific. What are those two? What's the general one? Victory. That Allah will bring victory by way of him. So whoever he gives the flag to, through him tomorrow, Allah will bring victory by way of him. That took place. Now, and so that is an alam. It is a sign 
from the signs of prophethood because it took place. Ali was the one who brought victory. The second Bashara, which is Khas, is, is what? Hmm? Nah, that's sense. The second piece of good news was specific to one man, and that was that he told the Sahaba that he would give tomorrow the flag to a man who loves Allah and his messenger and who Allah and his messenger uh, love in return. So that was يعني, uh, good news to the Sahaba that he would inform them or he would give them by way of the flag and then they would know whoever receives the flag that this man, uh, يعني, the messenger of Allah is testifying to يعني, him loving Allah and his messenger and Allah and his messenger loving him. That was the 19th point. The next point is the spitting of the Messenger of Allah into the eyes of Ali. Naam. In that it is. Naam. It is also a sign of prophethood. Naam. It is also a sign of prophethood. The 21st point and so uh, just a few more left one and then we'll end the 21st matter that we learn is the fadl or the fadila of Ali radiallahu anhu the excellence of Ali and that is clear that is clear from what we've taken the 22nd point is fadl sahaba the excellence of the sahaba in that they were preoccupied with who would be given the flag over the news of victory at Khaybar. Naaman, likewise, um, who would be given the flag. It's mentioned, as we, we heard, that the Sahaba, the next morning, they went out to the Messenger of Allah, some, all of them hoping that it would be given to him. Some of the narrations mentioned that when they sat before him, that some of them began to, to sit up with their back straight hoping that the messenger of Allah would see him some of them began to cough reminding him that he was, he was present so that perhaps the messenger of Allah would see him and then say yes, yes yeah, and give the flag to him due to the sahaba all of them um, hoping that, that good news and that, informa- that, that, that information uh, which they were going to be given would yeah, apply to him. The 23rd matter is Al-Iman Bil-Qadr. Naam. Lihusuliha liman lam yasa'a laha wa man'iha amman sa'a. An important point and a great benefit. And that is the belief in Qadr in that what is predetermined shall come to pass for he who did not seek it and it shall, shall deny he who sought it. What does the imam mean here? Naam? Because Ali didn't seek it. As for the others, they spent, their night. They spent the night. They spent the night 
hoping it would be them. They went the next day, and as we mentioned, yani, yani, uh, raising their heads, straightening their backs, coughing and so on. They went seeking it. As for Ali, in fact, when the first Amr, the first command came to go to Khaybar, he held back and he didn't want to go out because of his eyes. Because of his eyes. But then because that which from Deeq, his heart being, being constricted and feeling that he would be from those who wouldn't go, wouldn't go out and fight from the Munafiqeen and so on and be considered to be from the Munafiqeen. And he didn't want to leave the Messenger of Allah وسلم, alone, that he went out. That he went out. But then, yeah, and he, 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 even before he went out, his eyes yeah, and he, were afflicted with this ailment. To the point that he had to be guided and he couldn't see. And here we see that the one, the benefit that we take from this is that the one who strives towards something, the qadr of Allah could be that he, never, he doesn't receive it. And he doesn't come to him. And the one who doesn't strive towards that thing, it comes to him. It comes to him. That is why we say, لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطية لما منعت there is no one who can prevent that which you give and there is no one who can prevent there is no one who can prevent that which you give and there is none who can give that which you prevent the 24th come to the end 24th in fact we would hope these points wouldn't end that's how we should be now, the 24th matter is the mannerisms um, from the, of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he said, Ala rislik, when he said, advance with ease. Uh, here, the scholars they mention a number of points. Advance with ease, meaning يعني, the command of the Messenger of Allah uh, was in this manner, يعني, ordering but with good manners. From them, those who said that the meaning here is um, from the um, tactics and mannerisms um, and, and yani, that which the leader of the armies yani, is aware of and that which he works with is he knows the uh, tactics of war. And so, for example, when he comes close to the uh, to the area of where the enemy is that they advance slowly so as to not be taken by surprise so as to not يعني, uh, fall uh, يعني, uh, into the traps of the adu of the enemy and fall into the ambushes of the enemy because if you're not if, if you're not, yeah, and if you're rushing, and you're not, when you rush, you're not aware of your surroundings. And so you become prone to falling into ambush and traps. And so here we see the, the great instructions of the Messenger of Allah and how he, yeah, and he was uh, experienced in these affairs, in the art of war and so on. Now, from them, those who said, um, go with ease so as to not 
tire the army so that the soldiers do not become tired because if you, again, if you rush, then the soldiers become tired. Once they get to the battle, battlefield, then they're, they're exhausted. Now, the 25th point, and that is al-da'wah ila al-Islam qabla al-qital. That is to call to Islam, invite to Islam before fighting. Again, clear from the hadith, the hadith of Sahl ibn Sa'ad and his instruction, the instruction that the Messenger of Allah gave to Ali radiallahu Now, the 26th point is that engaging in war is legislated against those who were invited but fought against it. Those who were invited and called, the da'wah was given to them, but they rejected it and fought against it. So, in this situation, uh, it is legislated. Now, the 27th point is calling with wisdom due to his saying, um, When he said to Ali, inform them, when calling them before you fight, call, uh, inform them as to that which is obligatory upon them. Um, now, and so this is so as to complete their Islam. So again, the wisdom in calling, in that you just don't call them to Islam in general, but inform them of that which is obligatory. So likewise in the hadith of Mu'ad, call them to the, to the shahada, call them to tawheed, but not just that. Inform them of the other obligations. Because when calling someone to Islam, if a person just suffices with, uh, let's say, the, just Islam in general, the, the pillars of Islam, pillars of Iman, and a tawheed. So we believe in Allah, we believe in the angels, we believe in the messengers, the books and so on, the last day. And we inform them of tawheed. But the person doesn't inform them of the other obligations. And more specifically, the, the most important matters. So thereafter the salah, and zakah and so on then it's easy for a person to enter into Islam. But that's all it is. They just enter into Islam and they don't come with the salah. And how many do you see from those who have accepted Islam? They take the shahada, but they don't pray. Because those who call them, don't inform them. You see many who just, all their concern is just shahada, shahada, shahada. We, we had a shahada. We called someone to Islam, he accepted Islam, or she accepted Islam. And so to them, that's all it is. But they don't work with them with wisdom and calling them to that which they need to know, the obligations that, that is upon them. You have to pray, five daily prayers. Because once a person, يعني, is, uh, or a person takes these affairs lightly, or is not, not taught these matters, then the likes of these individuals, they, they enter into Islam, take the shahada, but because they don't come with the obligations, or they are not taught the prohibitions, and again, also the prohibitions, in يعني, the, the, we... we Teach them also and prioritize those prohibitions, the greater prohibitions before the lesser. Then, if, then a person, it is easy for the likes of this individual to then become weak or to fall into that which يعني, leads them astray and possibly even leads, leads them to get weak in the deen because that, that person's Islam is just one of shahada with no prayer. 
with no other actions, and so they become weak, inevitable. Like, so these individuals become weak in their deen, which then could lead them to, to leaving Islam altogether. And there are, we've seen this, from those who took, took shahada, but there's no one working with them, giving them da'wah beyond that, teaching them, of the, uh, teaching them the obligations, and yani, doing that with wisdom, being there for them, yani, teaching them, showing them, um, and because that isn't present, then we see that some of them, they eventually lead Islam, leave Islam. Now, the 28th point, knowing the right of Allah in Islam. Knowing the right of Allah in Islam. Naam. Again, that was taken from the statement of the uh, Messenger of Allah Sallallahu And inform them of that which is obligatory upon them towards the right of Allah in Islam. Naam. And the 29th point is the thawab, the reward of the one through whom a single man is guided. The reward of the one through whom a single man is guided. And we mentioned the beginning how the example was given in the hadith by the messenger of Allah concerning the red camel. But that is general and it includes everything that is, that is يعني, uh, highly sought after and deemed as priceless uh, to a people. So يعني, that which falls into that even in these times. Um, and coming back to Khaybar, in fact, if we go back to the books of Sirah, and um, Ibn Abdul Barra in Ma'rifat al-Sahaba, Ma'rifat al-Sahaba, some of those books that, that, that have been authored in the biography of the Sahaba, yani who were companions, those who were companions, then concerning Khaybar, it's mentioned that when they reached Khaybar and they had come to the fortresses, the Husun of the Yehud, there was one, uh, Al-Aswad al-Ra'i, who came out and he was one who was taken as a slave by the Yehud. And so his master was a Jew from the Yehud of Khaybar. And he came out and he said to the Messenger of Allah, he said, um, uh, display Islam to me. I Meaning, what's this Islam about? And so the Messenger of Allah, as we've seen, during this, it was during this uh, expedition, wherein the Messenger of Allah said this to Ali, that Allah guides by way of you. One man is better for you, for you than the red camel. That when this, this man came to the Messenger of Allah, he uh, displayed Islam to him. And he, 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 he accepted. He accepted Islam, and he said that I have a sheep with me that is a, يعني, is a trust from my master, but what should I do with it? He said, strike it. Strike the, the, the strike the sheep and they would go back to, to their owner and they did. And then he went out and fought with the the Sahaba and he was killed by a, a, a rock that was that was pelted and he died and they say that he didn't pray a single prayer in Islam. Not a single prayer that he prayed. Naam. Um, the thirtieth point 
the allowance of swearing when, you, when issuing a religious ruling that is taken from where? Naam? Naam. It's when the Messenger of Allah said to Ali, Fawallahi, he swore by Allah. By Allah. Lan yahdi Allah. Bika rajulan wahidan. That Allah guides by a way with a single man is better than you, is better for you than the red camel. Naam. And so that is the final uh, matter. Um, there were some points mentioned by uh, others from the Mashaykh. Um, just a couple of points we'll make mention and then we've ended the chapter. Uh, the, uh, the benefit brought by Sheikh Ubaid Rahmahullah when he, he, he said that when he, in his explanation of this kitab he said the fact that the Sahaba from the Sahaba those who yani we, we, we heard in the hadith that they spent the night discussing who uh, would be given the flag and they sought to be that individual then this shows to us the permissibility of seeking leadership or, or that mansab or that position that position um, if it includes a maslaha for, the, for al-Islam or the Muslimin if it includes a benefit for Islam and the Muslims because we heard from Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz rahimahullah that Umar he said that uh, I, I never loved and sought leadership except for that day and so here now the Sheikh he gave an example so if, if a job came up to be the wazir for example to be the minister of da'wah and so on or to be a teacher in Islamic studies and so on yes it involves a position and it involves payment and so on the sheikh said here that if a person he seeks that position not for the position in and of itself because that's not allowed he doesn't seek that position in and of itself but he seeks what? the reward and helping Islam and the Muslims that's his intention that, that was the intention of the sahaba that they wanted to bring about that fatah they wanted to be the one who brought about that victory for the Muslims. Not the position in and of itself. Or that, yani, that um, they, they, they would uh, attain the testimony of the Messenger of Allah that, yani, um, uh, that he loves Allah and his Messenger. Now, so that was a benefit brought by Sheikh Hubayn. Likewise, the, the, uh, Yusuf alayhi salam in the story of, of Yusuf alayhi salam, when he said, "Ij'alni ala khaza'in al-ard inni hafidun amin." Here we had in the story of Yusuf alayhi salam when he said to the uh, ruler, he said, "Place me over the khaza'in al-ard as yani the one in charge of the treasury." Indeed, I am one who. Yani is, is one who is hafid, one who yani hafid and amin, naam, one who is trustworthy, and yani is protective over yani the that, that which is uh, yani that, that which is correct and that which is the yani uh, obedience that which involves rida of Allah and, 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 and obedience to Allah subhanahu.
So here again, the scholars have mentioned that this shows to us that a person is allowed to seek a position. And he can, a person can even praise himself because here, Yusuf Islam, he praised himself. Showing that after he showed his, his truthfulness and his honesty in that he wasn't guilty of the charge that was brought forward against him. That he seduced the wife of the Aziz. When it was proven, then he used that to show that he has the traits yani, which make him more suitable for that position so as to bring about benefit to, so as to bring about benefit for the people now likewise um, the fact that or the last point here that we see in this hadith Abu Bakr عنه, he went out he couldn't bring the victory Amr, he went out, couldn't bring the victory. And both of them were not given the flag. Hmm? But this does not mean that although Ali anhu was given the flag, it doesn't mean that he is better than both of them. That he is better than the two. Abu Bakr or Amr or even Uthman. Because there is, that, that is the ijma' of the ummah, the consensus of the ummah, that the best of this ummah is Abu Bakr, then Umar, and then Uthman, and then Ali. But yani, it is the case, that, as we saw here, that the one who is lesser can have a virtue and an excellence which the one who is better than him doesn't have. But it doesn't make him better than that in the, the, the one who doesn't possess that, that, that trait or that excellence yani, in, 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 in a general manner. Naam, and so here is, is an example of that. Likewise, if we look at, for example, in the hadith, um, that the first one, yuksa, yom al-qiyamah, the first one who is dressed, because the people will come, yom al-qiyamah, naked, barefoot, uncircumcised. But the first one who will be clothed is who? Ibrahim, alayhi The first one to be clothed is Ibrahim alayhi not even the messenger of Allah Does that mean Ibrahim is better than Ibrahim alayhi is better than Muhammad No. Yani there could, you could, there could be one who has a virtue that even the one who is better than him doesn't possess. Yani a virtue that's specific to him but it doesn't make him better than uh, yani those who uh, it is established that they are better than him in the first place. Likewise, hadith that has come concerning the reward the, 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 when the messenger of Allah he said that I wish I could meet my brothers and he said that one of them would have the reward of 50 of you and the sahaba they said 50 of them or 50 of us he said no 50 of you but that doesn't mean that they are better than the sahaba likewise from the tabi'een the messenger of Allah he said to the, he said to the sahaba that if you meet him ask him to Make dua for you. To make istighfar for you. He didn't say that about Abu Bakr or any of the Sahaba. But he said it about Awais al-Qarni. Who he, who he never even met. He said he will come. Naam. Hada wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Zakun Allah khair.